The following is a conversation between me and Amin Bahari. Amin, former classmate of mine, and his twin brother Amir founded Elise Suites during their time at UT Austin. Elise Suites is a better for you nutritional option. Specifically today, they focus on their patent Elite Sweet Donut. They have four different flavors, protein packed. I encourage you to check them out because they're absolutely fantastic. Right now, they're in retailers such as 7-Eleven, Gold's Gym, Amazon, and then of course, they're looking to expand into vitamin shop by the end of the year. The primary purpose of this podcast is to highlight small businesses in Austin and connect the local community. Please do me a favor, make sure to like, subscribe on all of the platforms that you digest your information. And then of course, slide a comment underneath, send a DM, let us know who we should get on the podcast next. That way this can continue to grow and continue to benefit small business owners. With that being said, let's get into this conversation between me and Amin of Elite Suites. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going on? What is going on? How you been? Pretty good. My bad, I joined the Google Meet, but I just saw your message. But uh, been good, bro. Just grinding, busy, hustling. You already know, same old, same old. Yeah, networking, events, happy hours. Tell that's, me about it. That's the day to day now, man. Yeah. Just, just like you said, we're we're raising capital right now for our business, and so it's a lot of um, networking, talking with investors, and just uh, just getting out there and grinding, man. So, you know, it is what it is. Nice. Yeah. Uh, just just to let you know, I'll probably give you like thirty minutes just to be respectful of your time. I know you got places to be, um, but I'm. Uh, First and foremost, happy that we were able to reconnect and happy that you guys have come such a long way. Yeah. And I really want to get into the story of kind of how it all started and then where you got where you're at today, because from the outside looking in, it was kind of like I'm, you hear the story all the time of like overnight success. Um, and everybody knows that's not the case. Right. But. I saw y'all pop up on Instagram one day and I'm like, wait, what, what's going on here? And I feel like at, even at that point, I was like, oh, this is like legit. It's not just something that started in a in a basement somewhere like they're actually doing big things. So, yeah. Tell, tell me about the start of it and how it all how it all transpired. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> really to take it back, um, it all I guess you, you knew me growing up in high school, so. Grew up in high school. Um, I grew up in a family with diabetes and obesity, and I was on the verge of myself. I weighed 340 when I was in high school. Obviously, I knew that wasn't the life I wanted to live. So um, that's when my brother and I, we really adopted like a high protein keto lifestyle. And in just over a year, I lost 140 pounds. My brother lost about 100 pounds. And that's really what kind of inspired our passion for health and fitness. And so during that time, we were kind of always eating the better for you products and um, it was actually years later, uh, I went to school at the University of Texas in Austin, obviously, and I was working with the Texas football team. And during that time, we were always kind of surrounded by the high protein cookies, brownies, shakes, you know, all that. And we always, we're, we always found ourselves eating that all day long. But at nights, kind of, you know, being on a college budget, late night munchies, we always found ourselves at the local donut shop. And so um, it was just one day we kind of thought to ourselves, like, what if there was a better for you version to a donut? <clears throat> We saw what companies like Halo Top were doing to ice cream, kind of smart sweets with candy, and really just thought like there was a huge opportunity here. We thought if it wasn't us, someone else was going to do it. So 
Um, we literally just made a decision to, to try and start it ourselves. We always knew we didn't want to work for anybody else. We want to start our own business. And everyone, I think that's everyone's <clears throat> problem is like they'd never know what they want to do or kind of, um, you know, everyone has this expectation. You have to have a certain amount of money or a certain amount of time or you got to be at some point in your life where it's like now I can start a business. But the reality is you keep on waiting. That time is never going to come. And I think that's we saw it um, kind of the other way. And we just really dove right into it and uh, started, you know, we gathered some ingredients and started making donuts in our apartment kitchen and started getting feedback. And that's literally how we started in our apartment kitchen right out of college. So that's that's uh, just excellent, first and foremost, because a lot of people get caught up in what do I need to do? How do I start? What's the idea? What's the name? And and being an entrepreneur, I know you're you're uh, you definitely had to have adopted the mindset that you can do all the thinking and planning you want, but ultimately you you have to jump in at some point and you have yeah. to make it happen. Um, so two things. The first one I'll ask you though is uh, what made y'all want to go with donuts over maybe some of the other options that were out there? Well, I think for us, we always want to lead with innovation. I think we wanted to create a unique product and not be another me too product. You know what I mean? Like there's 50 protein bars, 50 protein cookies, 50 protein shakes, protein powders, whatever you want to call it. But we want it to be unique and really lead with innovation. And I think that was kind of always our thing was, you know, if you want to create a big product, like in our mind, we never had the idea of small business or local business. Like it was always corporation, large scale, um, you know, M&As, like our, our end goal was, you know, ult is ultimately like if we can get there to sell the company to like a Kellogg's, a Mondelez, really a big food conglomerate. And so we kind of started there first as more of a top down approach. And, um, you know, the only way to do that is really to lead with innovation and create a unique product that's not out on the market. And so, you know, granted, there's a lot of challenges with that, I'll say. But, uh, you know, that, that's that was kind of our mindset then. And that's that's why we decided donuts. Just no one was doing it. And um, we just really saw the large category and opportunity that there was with it. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like there's kind of like been a trend with making stuff healthier, making it keto, making it right. which y'all are keto, um, just to throw that in there. Um, but, you know, providing healthy alternative options. So donuts and like you said, Halo Top ice cream, that's not something that you would usually pair up and think that you can make an alternative that would work for everybody. Um, and I've I've had y'all's donuts. I appreciate uh, y'all sending the code through. Um, and they're, they're fantastic. Like they're, they're legitimate and I've, I've been trying to put people on too. So, um, y'all really have something there. I think there's something to be said about not like, obviously there's a, a, a growth, right? The way the donuts are today, yeah. are not the way they were initially, um, you know, formulas change. And, uh, I think there's something to be said about actually having a good snack and product, uh, which is why in my opinion, um, you guys have had so much success. So a second question I wanted to ask you was, how do you feel like being a student at the University of Texas in Austin um, ultimately played a factor in uh, you guys getting up off of the ground and having the success you're having at today? Because, I mean, Elite Suites could have started anywhere, but it started here in Austin. So tell yeah. me a little bit more about that. No, I think it was huge. I mean, I think um, really – 
without kind of taking that path or going to another school, you know, my path may have been different, but the opportunities that presented itself there uh, were really what got us, what really propelled the idea. Austin's a very, um, you know, like business focused, startup focused culture and community and has a really accepting culture of that. And so you kind of just see other people getting into starting their own business or doing startups. And um, really the big thing about UT is, you know, you know, to be blunt about it, like everyone's rich, like everyone comes from rich families. Uh, Everyone's got money, their dad or parents or family comes from some business or whatever it is. And, you know, when you don't come from that or you don't see that, like often, you know, we grew up, we went to the same high school and grew up in the same place. Like a lot of people aren't doing that. And so it was just a really eye opening experience to see, you know, when people talk about vacations every summer and their experience growing up, you're like, oh, shit, like I've never even heard of these things. And so um, it really just motivates you to kind of want more. And just to understand, like, you're on the same, like, playing field as these kids. Like, you go to school with them, you you know, for lack of better words, you see their intelligence or kind of where they are in the world. And they're nowhere they're, – they're not better than you or have this magic wand that they wave. It's just they just started – with they just have a head start. And so, for us, that's really what kind of grounded us and inspired us to want more. And, you know, if I'm being honest, like, I, when I was working with the University of Texas football team, like, it's one of the richest programs in the nation. Like, money is – an abundance there. The coaches make so, so much money. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous amount. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm every day I I work, I work there. I interned there. I spent about 12 hours a day there every fucking day when I was a senior. And so it's like, I'm, I know the coaches by first name. They know me by first name. I'm talking with them, you know, doing all these things. And I'm just like, man, it's crazy how this guy's making fucking five, 10 million a year. And I'm sitting here making $9 an hour. And I was like, we're in the same place, in the same building, literally eight feet apart. But, you know, they're making so much more than me. And I'm like, what did they do to get to that path? And and I think that's what really inspired me to want more is just knowing, like, we're all in the same playing field. It's really just about how much work you're willing to put in and um, just being able to see it through and just be relentless with it. And so I think that's why uh, going to UT was a huge experience, because I, I really got to put my surround myself with people that I've never been around and just see that there's more to the world and that there's this opportunity. And um, yeah, man, I, I don't think I wouldn't have changed it for the world. I think that was one of the best decisions I ever made and uh, glad I got to go to school there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, and I'm sure, I, I'm sure you can speak to this in terms of being an entrepreneur. Uh, like you said, I mean, we both are from Pflugerville, so that's not, you know, an affluent area by any means. It's not like it's, you know, the bottom of the barrel, Uh, either but it's kind of like I feel like a pivotal place where you could either take what you have like a decent foundation and run with it um, or you can be content there and you know stay around the area or even go backwards with some of the decisions that you made so it sounds like uh, you and your brother put yourselves in the best situation possible by you know going right down the road and getting ingrained in this community and around these people that um, are going to the University of Texas, which is a prestigious school, uh, and that environment had helped y'all thrived. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think just real quick, like on the outside looking in, you hear about all this. You, you, it's obvious. Like, there's these guys who start the businesses, fly the private jets, make all the money, and like that's that's awesome, right? And then it's like 
that when you're on the outside in, you don't think that's attainable or that's a realistic goal or it's cheap. And then you're surrounded by the people who are doing it. And then it's like, you know, there's literally nothing different between them and us. And so being surrounded by that just really motivates you and makes you want to be in the same position. And, and it really is like inspiring. And um, so, yeah, I think that that's really what helped get us started. Yeah, for sure. And and uh, I know you do a lot of the media stuff um, and you're kind of uh, like more of a spokesman, kind of like face of the company. Um, but speak to kind of you and your brother's dynamic, because obviously he had, you know, an equal hand in building this and still works uh, from my perspective behind the scenes. So tell me a little bit about how you guys work and, and how, uh, you know, he has a hand in things as well. Yeah, I think uh, team is everything and we're kind of like yin and yang. I think the best business partners are people who are relatively the opposites or have different skill sets. You want to really be able to complement each other. And I think that's what we do well. Like what I do well, maybe it's not his strong suit, but maybe the things I don't do well or don't want to do, he's willing to do that. He's he's willing to put in the time and ex his expertise into that. And I think that's how we balance each other out. You know, <clears throat> they're we really wear all the hats across the board, but there's certain things that, you know, we, I'm a specialist in, in, in some regards, or he's a specialist in. And so it's really just dividing and conquering. I, I think, you know, kind of running your own business, man, it's, it's tough. It's hard as shit. And so it's like the, especially when you're a one man rec, uh, like army, it, it, it's really hard to, to get everything done in a day. <clears throat> and so having someone else to help balance you out and really, kind of get other things done that you can't get to is really what's important. And so, I mean, he was really, he was already kind of doing the startup thing when we were in college and, you know, he was kind of trying to work on something when we first got going and he was doing something with donuts, man. I don't even know what he was doing. He was trying to start his own business. And um, I could tell it wasn't really going anywhere, but obviously he was doing it by himself. And so, you know, I wanted to come in help. And once we kind of came together and really thought of an idea and had a vision for like, a product and like execution that's when we really kind of joined together and was like you know there's things that i do well that i that's going to help us out and there's things that you do well that's going to um help propel us forward too and so i think that was it is really just kind of having that same vision in mind and you know a lot of people are like oh i don't know i could never work with my brother and sister it's hard it really is but i mean at the end of the day like we can push each other further than you know typical co co-founders or co-workers can push each other because then a day like we're family and we have the same vision in mind. And so um, that's what helps keeps us aligned and on the same uh, path. And um, you know, it, it's worked out for us. Yeah. That's awesome. And y'all are twins if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So that's interesting that y'all are twins, but y'all have a completely different skill set and, and complement each other. Uh people think of twins they're like oh you know these people are just one and the same and you're like nah we we actually balance each other out so that's awesome yeah um so y'all graduated y'all started the company um how did we come up with the name elite suites because i think that just like rolls off the tongue beautifully yeah it's funny um we actually we, that was we started with the name originally to be honest like while we were kind of whipping up the first round of donuts the first kind of um MVP or like elite 1.0, whatever you want to call it of the donuts. We were just kind of gathered around and trying to come up with a name. And it's really just, you know, as simple as for us is just bouncing off a bunch of names to each other and really 
<clears throat> figuring out what sticks like we were throwing around all these different combinations and it was like we had an idea obviously we wanted to kind of keep it short simple two words whatever and just kind of started bouncing stuff off each other whatever sound good or like wasn't in use or like something that was known with another brand or associated with another brand you know that's that's kind of what worked but it was you know some people pay these these firms crazy amounts of money i mean hundreds of thousands not millions to come up with like name logo and it's like none of that shit matters until you like really really made it but look fortunately for us we started with a good name but it was like for us when i was working with the ut football team we always had a lot of the football players around us and it was as simple as like okay elite athletes because originally it was more like a athlete focused functional donut like a protein you know a post-protein workout for like an athlete or whatever so we were surrounded by these elite athletes so we kind of like the name elite it kind of uh, was symbolic of our brand and the product and the functionality of it being elite over like a regular donut. And then um, sweets, we just kind of thought, um, what is the vision for the company? And it's to be the leader in the better for you sweets category. Uh, we didn't necessarily know that at the time, but it was like to launch a line of protein packed, low sugar keto um, snacks. And so sweets really kind of made sense for what we were doing. And the original name that we were kind of playing with had sweets in it. So it was just like the combination of elite and uh, sweets. Nice. Yeah. yeah that Yeah. It, it rolls off the tongue and, and it's y'all started with donuts, but it's forward thinking, right? It's yeah. not like elite donuts, you know, at some point that you want to branch out and make it into the sweets. So yeah. with that, um, and there's some middle ground that I want to cover, but to stay on this topic, yeah. uh, how long do you project until y'all are jumping into another avenue, whether it's protein bars or, um, you know, any type of other sweet per se? What, what, what is the outlook on that? Yeah. Um, honestly, it's really hard to predict the future. Uh, For sure. I don't, I don't have, I don't have like, we don't have an exact timeline, but I mean like in full transparency, our focus and our goal right now is to build a brand around the donut. Like when you think of Halo Top, you think of an ice cream company, because they've focused on ice cream, you know, obviously there's other lines of that. And that's kind of our focus is we want to be the leader in the better for you donut category. Like there's going to be a lot of me too products in the next three to five years. Like there's gonna be a lot of healthy, better for you, keto donuts, whatever. And it's going to be because we set the standard. We, we are the, the ones that everyone's trying to chase. And that's why uh, that's where our focus is at is trying to be the leader with donuts so for us, product innovation looks like new flavors, donut holes would be our next extension, other different form factors of donuts. And that's really our goal today, because the reality is um, in order for us to continue to grow exponentially and scale the business, it's about distribution. It's not about launching all these other products. I know a lot of people kind of see that as like, oh, I, I want to launch this. I want to launch that. I want to launch that. The reality is if you have core products that sell well, like the portfolio of Coca-Cola is massive, right? But the number one seller is the Coke. And same for us. Our, our number one sellers is always going to be the donut. And so that's kind of our focus and what we want to build our brand around. And then we'll kind of look at other lines of product innovation. If we get there, you know, we might end up getting acquired and sell the company and someone else will uh, launch it, uh, launch another line under the name. And that's where we go. But our focus right now is kind of just the donuts. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think um, there's this book I read, it's called The One Thing. Um, 
that book's whole premise is you have to focus on one thing in order for everything else to fall in place. Um, and a couple examples to, to add on to what you said is like, you know, coffee or sorry, Starbucks sells coffee and sandwiches and merch and all that, but it, nothing happens without them being able to sell the coffee. Right. Just like Chick-fil-A outsells pretty much every other fast food chain mm-hmm. when really all they're selling is chicken. If you get down to like the, the meat and potatoes of it, no yeah. pun intended. Um, so yeah, that's, that's Everyone's great. Trying, <laughs> I'd say not everyone's trying to sell chicken sandwiches, but honestly, no one's cracked the code, man, because they're all trying to chase the leaders. Exactly. And that's, that's the biggest, uh, like imitation is flattery, right? Um, in business, when you have something that is successful, the first thing that like really gives you that social proof is when people try to copy it. Cause that means your other people in your industry are noticing that you're making waves, um, and I've seen some, some other, uh, protein donuts on Amazon and stuff and in other places, not yeah. to plug where you can get them or anything, but, um, I don't think like the, the total package doesn't, doesn't compare. And I don't, I don't not saying that just because we're having this conversation, but, um, I think down from the name to the marketing, to what's actually in the donuts, um, I think it all just flows super well. So y'all did a, a great job with that. Sure. So from, um, from because right now you're in I saw you're in Gold's gyms and what 7-Elevens yeah okay so graduating college um you know basically being in an apartment or a dorm mixing up recipes and trying to figure out how to get this thing off the ground how do you go from that point to where you're at now which is getting distributed across the state and in in other states if I'm not if not if I'm not mistaken um, so, so where, how did you get the, the capital and the momentum to be able to grow to, to where you're at today? Yeah. Um, well, I think first it starts with kind of having a, a great product. I think that that's the, the first and foremost thing. And that's where we focused on was we knew if the, if the brand was going to have legs and we were going to be able to take off and take brand to the next level, we need to get the product right. And to be honest with you, the product sucked coming out of college. Like when we were making it. We have no culinary background. We're not good. You know, we're making a very small scale. And so the gradually, I mean, the, the most obvious thing is like, how do you take that next step as a business? How do you scale up? And the reality is you have to raise capital. And, you know, I, I, I briefly told my story. I don't come from money. I didn't have act, like everyone always says this raise friends and family like that shit. That shit doesn't exist for most people. <laughs> Um, like who am I going to call my uncle and get a hundred thousand? Like that shit doesn't happen. So we really had to get scrappy, man. Had to get creative, really tap into our resources, kind of the, the, the networks and the connections that we had. And, um, ultimately we just did a bunch of like pitch competitions, accelerators, things like that. And, um, we were fortunate in the early days that we competed in a pitch competition and, um, raised about almost half a million dollars, uh, in a pitch competition, yeah, our original investor was actually the uh, the former CEO and founder of WeWork. And mm-hmm. um, so it was crazy. It's just a long story short, but like we, we, we competed in a pitch competition and we got some funding. And with that, we hired a product developer to reformulate our donuts, make it better. And we reformulated probably 10 times since then, just for context. But just to continue, you always gradually iterate on the product as you get feedback, as you try to take the brand to the next level, things have to change. There's always some level of scrutiny with the product. And, you know, as a brand, you you should never really get complacent. You should always be trying to make the product better and better. And 
Um, so we, we started off, got uh, raised a little bit of capital through a pitch competition, made the product better and continued to just grow the business. We really focused on uh, selling online. And really the reason for selling online was it was an easy path to market. There's no barrier to entry. Like if, if you have a T-shirt or something, you want to go sell it at Walmart or whatever, like. The first step is trying to find a buyer. You know, there's a lot of different things you got to do. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you're just going to hop on Walmart shelf with the with the price tag in a week. But you can start an online store. You can launch on Amazon. You can do things like that pretty quickly. So we really launched online, got proof of traction, like got product market fit. Um, really try to validate, like, do people actually want a better for you donut? We got a couple million in sales online. We and then we ended up raising a little bit more capital um, to to really scale the business up because what happened was when the pandemic hit, you know, it was tough to get for emerging brands to get into retail because, you know, people are focused on toilet paper or like Lay's potato chips, shit that they already know or need. And so um, we really just doubled down online, grew our business. We raised capital during the pandemic, which was tough. And um, ultimately, we reformulated our product again. So our original product was frozen. Now our product is shelf-stable today because before we launched our product in the 7-Elevens, Gold's Gym, things like that, you know, we talked to these retailers, these buyers, and they were like, your product needs to be shelf-stable for a year. So that was our focus. That was our next milestone, our goal is like, we have to get a product that can last a year. And so we reformulated our product and we actually literally just launched it at the beginning of this year, like um at the end of january and now we're finally getting into retail so you know that overnight success is now six years later it's actually funny today i guess is my linkedin anniversary and i the only reason i know that is because people are are sending me messages like happy six years i was like shit it's already been six years um does it feel like it right i mean it does feel like it <laughs> but uh no it's cool to see how much you can accomplish in that time period or like how much we've grown since then but you know it's been a lot of hard work um but anyways i say that to say is like um so it definitely raising capital is the most important thing especially when you lead with innovation man because when you're creating a new category a new market a product something that's never done before it's so fucking difficult like because there's no standard, there's no basis, there's no manufacturing process for everything. Like we had to come up with everything to, and it, you know, it sounds like um, maybe intuitive or like, oh, of course you have to, but it's like, it's not as easy as it sounds when you're making millions and millions of donuts a year. You have to build out the manufacturing, you have to have the distribution, you have to have the supply chain, you have to have the market, you have to have everything has to come together. And man, it, it's it's been a journey. Right. And, and when, and when you start, you know, you and your brother are, are wearing all the hats. It's not like you have people that have been there, done that, and they're stepping into these roles, you know, as you're growing and as you're, you're selling more donuts and, and revamping things and having more conversations, it's you guys that have to figure out how to take the next steps, what, uh, how to, essentially grow and then I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you guys have uh employees now yeah um we mostly work with like contractors agencies third parties but yeah we have a, a team now for like pretty much every component of the business right so so you also have to be able to vet who would be best for the team and which companies help you hire out these contractors so you guys have worn a lot of hats um do you see because you had mentioned 
potentially selling the company down the line if it, you know, if the opportunity arose and all that. Um, do you see you, yourselves still being a part of the business? Because essentially y'all are the CEOs, right? And oftentimes when a company gets acquired, they like to keep the CEO so they can at least, if nothing else, learn how to properly run things. So um, do, do you see yourselves always being hands-on or, or what are your thoughts about the future outlook? Obviously you can't predict it. Yeah. I mean, I think to that point, obviously um, you never know. Like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but in a, an ideal scenario, I would love to sell to a strategic. So like I already threw some names out there, like a Mondelez or um, a Kellogg's. And really the idea behind that is when you look at someone like Mondelez, they're known for indulgence, like Oreo is their biggest brand. And, um, you know, they obviously see the trend in health consciousness and better for you. And so the way these big companies um, innovate is through acquisition. They, you know, for them to launch their own new product, do R&D, marketing, scale distribution, all this, it's going to be millions and millions of dollars. And at that point, it makes and there's no guaranteed success. It doesn't matter how big your name is. Um for them, it just makes more sense to take an established brand and just build off that and use their resource to scale it, you know, from a hundred million to a billion dollar brand. And so um, that's our end goal, sell to strategic, you know, whatever the, the the terms are, the payout is, we'll kind of figure out or the compensation, we'll kind of figure out what that looks like. Like I'm, I'm open to staying on and kind of getting people onboarded, but um you know, it's not something I want to do forever. I started this out of college and although this is my baby and I love the company, you know, I, I have other things I want to do in life. And this is literally my first full-time job out of college. So, you know, it was a great experience, learned a lot from it. I think, you know, I want to be as value as helpful as possible. If, if I'm able to keep a board seat and, and perpetuity to where I'm like always have in on some decisions or they ask me for my opinion, would love to have that. But you know, I don't expect to be hands-on or in the day-to-day -day forever, um, just long enough till it has its own legs and its own team to kind of take over. So um, that would be the ideal scenario. Obviously, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but that that's in a perfect world. Hopefully we can come back and reference this clip. <laughs> uh, I, I bet you we will be. Y'all, you guys have had the vision and it, it seems like it's all, I mean, as much as it can really, it's going to plan. Um, so I have no doubts about it. So from from college students figuring out how to make a run a business, start a business, make protein donuts, to raising capital, um, winning capital raising uh, competitions, to frozen donuts, to now it's on the shelves. Mm -hmm. Now it's in Gold's gyms and Seven Elevens. Um, last thing before I go, I want to ask what are you guys aiming for at this point in time? What's next? Because I did watch the opinionated media uh, interview that you guys did. That was a great podcast. If anybody wants to check that out. And at that time, that was a few months back. Uh, Y'all were saying that, you know, you're eyeing 7-Eleven and I think you might've mentioned golds too. So yeah. Uh, what what's next for you guys at this point in time? Yeah. The focus right now is uh, just distribution, you know, uh, it, it takes, it's a gradual process. It's a slow build because it takes time to, you know, from talking to a buyer to actually hitting shelf it could be a six to nine month process. Like what, you know, to your point, you heard me talking about it months ago about the Seven Eleven, and finally months later it's realized. And, um, then it's kind of expansions from there, but our goal this year, um, 
or yeah, here in, in 2023 is we want to be in about 3000 retail doors. So we, this summer we'll be launching a vitamin shop. That's, that's official. We'll be, uh, hopefully we'll be expanding in, um, seven 11. We should be finding out next month. Feel pretty good about that. So we'll be in probably about another thousand seven eleven stores. Um, gold in sports nutrition. Um, we'll be, we'll be launching everywhere in kind of the sports nutrition gyms, nutrition shops. But our goal this year is really um, to test in retail, get a lot of data and just kind of learn because every store has its own unique set of challenges is different. Like selling in a, a vitamin shop is different from selling to 7-Eleven versus selling in an HEB or Walmart. So really just kind of learn from this year on a smaller scale and scale that up next year. You know, our goal next year would be is 20,000 doors. And so really just continuing to, you know, launch in more retail build that distribution, become a household name and eventually product innovation. That's the fun part when you get to do new flavors, donut holes, things like that. Um, so that's really kind of like the the next six to 12 to 18 months is really focused on more doors, eventually launch a new product line um, and just continuing to grow, 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 man. It's uh, there's a lot of opportunity. So um, there's a lot of it's just that that's that's what's next for us. Awesome. Well, I can't can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to support and and help the business by being a purchaser, of course. Um, I appreciate you for hopping on. This is the the first. Well, this will be the first episode uh, of our small business podcast. So I appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot that you know we went to the same school, had a class together. So uh, always trying to build that sense of community. In terms of elite suites, I got your ticker right here. Um, hopefully this is the right handle for everything. Um, but where can people find you? Where can people support and, uh, check out y'all's great products? Yeah, you can check us out at, uh, elitedonut.com, uh, on Amazon search elite donut and, um, in, in stores, uh, like I said, Seven Eleven. this summer will be in Seven Eleven's vitamin shops. We're in gold's gyms. Um, so hopefully at your local store. Awesome. Well, thanks for hopping on. I mean, um, I really appreciate it. Wish you guys the best of success and hopefully we can do this again in the future. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to this episode and hopefully we can do another one next year and see, see how far we've come. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs>